more. You can get more information at www.webhosting.me for more details. Wouldn't it be great if we could get the icon on an 
weekly episodic TV series. So uh, not only will I be making uh, my big bucks doing this radio show, I'll also be making money on the on the small screen as well. And we're also going to have the joyful Yugi in with us, and she's going to talk to us about spiritual yoga. And I cannot wait to talk about that. However, uh, before we go to the pub from any guys, Granny, tell us uh, what's uh, new in your life. What's going on with you? Oh, no, like I said, nothing spectacular. I mean, same old, same old, just a different day, so. Well, you know, running the uh, the Moose Lodge, you know, uh, the we know that the uh, Moose Lodge, where you're at in your area, cannot uh, run without you. We know that. Uh, and, uh, you know, we're still hoping that uh, we can get you out here for uh, my big event on the 25th of September. Speaking of the 25th of September, uh, the Papa Mania guys got an event going. What do you got going on? Tell us a little bit about that. Hey, Tom, we got a live pro wrestling event going down at the Zone Bar in West Fargo, North Dakota. And uh, you uh, you can get uh, information uh, on Facebook under Papa Mania, of course. Uh, all the information for that set event will be there. How many matches you guys got booked so far? They got six events, and uh, six events, uh, six matches, uh, six matches, and uh, you know, unfortunately, the icon will not be there because the icon is getting hitched that day. If I was not getting married, you know, I'd be there ringside like I always am, doing commentary. However, um, I guarantee you the only Puffamania event I'll ever miss will be this one. Uh, my uh, lovely bride-to-be uh, also enjoys going to Puffamania, but she always wonders uh, when uh, someone's going to come over the railing and uh, take me out. She's always asking me that. Uh, but it's, uh, it's always a pretty safe uh, environment. Uh, it's always a kid-friendly show. So uh, how many... Uh, how many uh, people are uh, you looking to fill the venue with? Man, we got a new setup at the zone yard. And uh, you guys will have the ring set up. And uh, are you guys going to do the uh, tables like you normally do? Uh, we will not be having tables. We'll actually be underneath a tent outside in the zone yard. It's going to be a huge, huge event. It's going to be our last show of the year until we got something to use for next year. I'll be dropping that out right and uh, i'm actually glad i invented that tagline for you guys uh i mean i usually don't take credit for much but i have to i have to take credit for that i, I always you know it's one of those things that just kind of like it just kind of came into my head popped uh popped out in my voice and i'm like going you know geez i should have uh, probably tagged that or um used that as a uh you know like michael buffer let's get ready to rumble you know uh well, you know, well, you you can you can have it. I I, I don't need it. I, I I get enough uh, I get enough kudos. But anyway, so uh, we're waiting for our first guest to call in. She'll be calling in in uh, the next uh, eight minutes or so. Uh, until that time, uh, did uh, anybody uh, check out the recent events on WWE? Uh, Brock Lesnar, I guess, has returned. Uh, to be honest with you, I really 
don't care about the guy. I and you know <clears throat> when you uh, are a champion and you only show up when you want once every six months. You know, speaking of that, guys, I want to talk to you guys about that. And Granny, you can chime in too, as long as we're waiting here. The thing is, there used to be a rule that you, if you were a champion, you used to have to defend a title once every 30 days. And uh, when Brock Lesnar became champion, my question is, where did that rule go? Any ideas, anybody? Granny, what do you think? I have no, I have no idea. It just went out the window. But it kind of makes me wonder if Paul Heyman, you know, he acted so shocked at <clears throat> SummerSlam when Lesnar showed up. He acted so shocked. It kind of makes me wonder if he's going to do like what he did to Lesnar, you know, several years ago where he's going to end up stabbing Roman Reigns in the back, you know, and then to help Lesnar, you know, be his guy again or whatever. I don't trust Paul Heyman. I hate Paul Heyman. Never have liked the guy. I I have no use for him. But, you know, if you're a champion, you should defend that championship proudly. And while we're talking about championships, I'd like to throw this out there and give my very, very good friend, Trevor Murdoch, a big shout-out. He won the NWA Heavyweight Championship last night against Nick Aldis. And at um, the event that he was at last night for the NWA 73 event, and he is the new NWA Heavyweight Championship. So congratulations to my very good friend Trevor Murdoch. I am so proud of you. I would have loved to have been there to see that match. I heard it was absolutely amazing. Well, you know, I can't believe I missed that. You know, it was awesome watching it all unfold. But Rick Flair was in the house. I mean. Yeah, Rick Flair was there, too. Yep. But, you know, back to the Roman Reigns thing, what you were saying, Granny Officer, Roman Reigns wouldn't be nothing without Paul Heyman. Well, I I know, but I I don't trust Paul Heyman because he is so good at stabbing people in the back and turning on him, turning on his people. I, it wouldn't surprise me if he didn't try to do that to Roman Reigns just to get Brock Lesnar back, but I don't know. I'm not well, a big you know, Brock I'll Lesnar you, fan either. It, well, I'm, I'm not either, uh, basically because he uh, he went to uh, the uh, that one college that North Dakota State always seems to beat every time they play him in football. Uh, so read between the lines there, and it's not any team that's in the Missouri Valley. It's a Big Ten team. Anyway, uh, so here's the here's the thing. Um, you know, we we and we'll we'll cover this uh, you know throughout uh, our time here. But uh, here's the thing: the WWE with what they did with Roman Reigns, you know, they kind of sabotaged his career from the beginning, and. I've always liked Roman Reigns. I, you know, I, I guess turning heel is what uh, really helped uh, get him noticed. Even though, I mean, people were booing him anyway when he was a good guy. So why not turn him heel and give them a reason to boo? Kind of like what they did with Hulk Hogan when he joined the NWO. Everybody was booing Hulk Hogan. So when he joined the NWO, that gave them a reason to boo him. And look what happened there. WCW just took off and they won for 83 consecutive weeks. 
speaking of 83 weeks, uh, this is uh, our 212th episode since we started Attitude Our Live. Now, before that, we had 300 episodes of Off the Ropes. So technically, this is episode 512 since we've been doing this. And uh, yeah, and we've had a yeah we've had a lot of success, and our because uh, if I can talk today, our success does plan on continuing thanks to listening to everybody on Ken's FM eighty nine point one FM on your dial, and uh, it looks like our first guest is here, so uh, I will uh, bring her on. I will introduce her, and here's the cool thing. She is now officially joining the Five Timers Club here on Attitude Era Live. So, ladies and gentlemen, stepping out of the green room and walking down the aisle, the soon-to-be-named winner of the seven-week film challenge. Ladies and gentlemen, I give you my favorite independent director in history. She is Deborah Richards. Hey, this is Deborah Richards. You're listening to the Attitude Era live on 89.1 Kenton Buffett with your host, the icon, the big swing, and Granny Hoaxa. What's up, guys? Hey, Deborah, how are you? I'm doing great. How's it going with you guys? Good. Good. Hey, I want to congratulate you first. Uh, as we start out, you're now a member of the Five Timers Club. This is the fifth time you've been on the show with us. And uh, our fans are familiar with you. However, uh, you got a new thing that we're going to be talking about here, and uh, I'll yes, ask you a few questions. And we'll, I'll, I'll ask you a few questions, and we'll go around the room, and then we'll come back to me, and I'll ask you the tough stuff. So uh, we had uh, cool. an individual on. La- yeah, we had an individual on last week that you've been working with on this uh, some kind of uh, independent film challenge. You want to tell us about that? Yeah, it's it's really cool. So back in January, there was this thing called the Lucky Seven, where they picked um, seven up-and-coming filmmakers in Las Vegas, and they gave each of us a little bit of seed money. Um, and that seed money was um, for us to, like, you know, develop our feature film. And I, I think originally there was going to be, like, um, you had to make a movie for, like, $7,000 in seven days. And I said to them, like, look, if I go over seven days, am I going to get shut down and disqualified? And they said, no. So I said, cool, it's going to take me 21 days. And then I said, and what if I wanted to raise more money? Because I don't really think I could make a film for seven grand. That sounds bananas. So they said, sure, you can you can raise more money. And I think they thought that I was going to raise, like, one or $2,000 more. But I set a goal of 100000 so I took like I took like what they gave me and I ran with it. So, long story short, I'm making a movie in four weeks' time for a hundred thousand dollars. It's called Move Me No Mountain, and um, it's a pretty big production. We got some pretty cool stars. We got um, mixed martial arts fighter Steve, uh, sorry Dave the Pain Train Mazzani. and we got QVC host Stacy Dickerson is one of our actresses. And we have Catherine Lilly from The Evening Hour and Nick Roy Lance, who's about to blow up on a couple of new Netflix shows. So we're really excited. I'm shooting in four weeks. Um, I'm terrified, but really excited. And uh, we have Deborah Richards, our guest here. So, 
And we got uh, the two ACM players. So that about, means, uh, sorry, I'm, I'm interrupting. I'm sorry. Go ahead. Sorry. Yeah, we got distribution in place, which means the moment this movie is done, it will uh, it'll get out to market, and we're looking at a limited theatrical release in early summer next year. Uh, Deborah Richards, our guest here. We got 30 minutes here with uh, Deborah Richards, live on 89.1 Ken's FM. So now. I was uh, thinking, you know, you you kind of uh, you did a fundraiser for your film, and they gave you seven thousand dollars, and you raised your own money. You know, I could have saved you uh, a ton of money. Uh, all you would have to do was call me. I would have been in the film for free, and I would have carried your base. <laughs> you know that. Well, it's funny you say that because we are actually raising more money. I mean, we we like the goal is a hundred thousand. We're up to about sixty, but we still have a, a and, and most of that is private money, like investors. But we're still raising some money on our Indiegogo. And so if you go to movemenomountain.com, it'll take you straight through to our Indiegogo. That's movemenomountain.com. And you can watch like a little trailer for the movie, and you can see me talking about the movie. Very exciting, guys. I mean, you guys have been watching my career blossom for years now. And um, this is my first feature film. You know, I've only ever directed shorts and TV commercials and music videos, and I've won a bunch of awards, and I've got four Emmys, but I've never directed a whole feature film before. So this is a really big step up for me, and I'm very, very excited. So before we uh, before we do a roundtable here and ask about uh, your uh, uh, everybody uh, has, has uh, questions here for you, so now... When did you uh, come? How did you come up with the idea for the film? And uh, could you kind of tell us a little bit about what it's about? Yeah, sure. So um, it's about a real estate agent who basically decides she's had enough one day. She's uh, suffered some trauma and she decides to walk out of society and become homeless on the streets of Las Vegas voluntarily. So that, in a nutshell, is what the movie's about. And the inspiration kind of came from a few things. Like during the lockdown last year, I think a lot of us felt really alienated. And I, for one, like a few times thought, you know, what if I, what if I do like Kane and walk the earth? What if I, what would happen if I just walked out my door and said, fuck it? And, and then the other thing is that um, in Las Vegas, there's a pretty big homeless population. It's about 30,000 people. And I live in a really nice apartment in a good part of town. But when I look out my windows, in the distance, I literally see homeless people walking around. And it really, really bothers me. So I wanted to do a story that centered on that. And as a result, 10% of the proceeds of our movie will go to four different charities in Las Vegas that directly impact those most at risk. So that's a little bit about um, what inspired us and what the story is about. So, so awesome. your so your film is raising money to help the homeless, and I, I really do, uh, I, I really admire that, and we'll uh, we'll have you pitch that a little bit. Uh, we have, uh, as you know, Deborah, we have uh, uh, Papa Mania here. We have the the master of the Papa Mania. We have uh, Granny Hulkster. Uh Granny Hulkster, what do you have for our guest, Deborah Richards? We have uh, 25 minutes here live on Ken's FM 89.1. Go ahead, Granny, what do you got? Well, you know, I, I'm just so amazed. I really don't have a question, but I just really enjoyed listening to her come up with the idea for the movie because there's so many times in our lives where, and I'm kind of dealing with this situation right now, 
I'm I just got back from my state convention, you know, from Little Rock um last week and I had some issues come up this past week and um that I'm having to deal with and I'm just part of me just feels like I need to just totally walk away from the moose lodge, just give it up and, and walk away. And um I think it's a common because, feeling, right? Well, you know, the situation was, you know, you know, COVID has affected so many people and I really hate talking yeah. about it, but um one of our moose members, I guess, had tested positive for COVID, you know, a week ago Monday. And she was actually at the convention. Well, long story short, I was asked to not come to my lodge for 10 days and quarantine. I have had no symptoms. I am not sick because supposedly this person was told that I was around this person that had tested positive. But none of the other people from my lodge were having to quarantine. And I feel like, in a sense, that I'm being discriminated against, you know, because... I didn't do nothing wrong, you know. Now, granted, I did leave the banquet early Saturday night because um, my friends were doing a wrestling show in the Little Rock area that I was invited to. It didn't cost me anything to go to the show. I was their guest. And so I ate at the banquet, and I left the banquet early. Well, I guess somebody got a little upset about that, too. And, you know, my, my report was done. My part of the community event was done, you know. I don't see what business it is of somebody's if I left that banquet early or not. But for them to accuse me of saying that I was sitting with this person in the hospitality room, which I was not. She was never in the hospitality room. I was there sitting at the table by myself doing the Heart of the Community event. And I'm kind of toying with the idea, do I just ignore it and just go back out to the lodge, you know, because I've done nothing wrong. Or do I just say, hey, I I resigned from everything and just walk away, you know? Just yeah, I think, I, I think we've all had those moments in our life where things just get overwhelming or we just get fed up with stuff or we've been done an injustice. <clears throat> or especially as women, we carry a lot of guilt. And and it's 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 a common thing where we say, you know what, I've had enough. I'm just walking away from whatever it is, whatever situation it is. But and, I've but uh, I've been a- I've but I've been asked by my state president of the association not to walk away because he wants me as his heart of the community chairman. He doesn't want me to quit, and you know, but I'm not going to be treated like yesterday's garbage, you know. I mean, if they don't want if they don't want me at that moose lodge or whatever or whoever, if one person doesn't want me at that moose lodge, I mean, I don't you know I don't want to darken their doorstep, you know. I'm like, you know, do I just walk away? You know, what do I do? You know, so I'm kind of dealing with that <laughs> with that this week, but you know, well, moving along. Well, it's you, okay. well you know. Well, you know the thing the thing, Granny is you know I understand what you're saying, but uh, you know. You've been talking about all the stuff that you do for the uh, for the Moose Lodge for the last couple of years on the show, and uh, I think that uh, losing you 
they would uh, be losing a big asset for their for their organization. Uh, Deborah Richards, our guest here. We got 22 minutes here with uh, Deborah. Uh, go ahead, there, uh, big guy. What do you got for our guest? Go ahead. We got 22 minutes. Go ahead. So, uh, what kind of motivation do you have for the viewers here in Fargo to put a movie together? I'm sorry, it's really hard to hear you. Could you say that again? What's your motivation to put a movie together? Uh, hey, Icon, could you repeat the question for me? Is it, it sounds like well, a yeah, question. the question is... Yeah, he can't, yeah, the he que- can't yeah, hardly... He, he, she can't hardly hear him. Okay, well, the question was, what was your motivation for putting the movie together? Well, you know, I... I it's funny, right? I've been a freelance director for over 10 years. I've made 50 TV commercials. I've done animation for Walmart. I've directed something for the History Channel last year. I've done a music video for Snoop Dogg. So I've, and I've done like nine shorts and one for Emmy. So I've done like literally everything but make my own movie. So, and it was always the goal to make my own movie. But it is very, very, very difficult to make a feature film, right? <clears throat> There's like so many moving pieces, and it's, it's such a complex thing on so many levels, from the financing to the marketing to the writing to the production. So I always knew I was, was going to do this. I just I just didn't know when. And somehow I just knew last year that this year would be the year that I finally got to just you know take that jump and do it. And so when I won the um, uh, a little bit of seed money from the Lucky Seven Challenge at the beginning of the year, that was like that was like a green flag to me. That was like all the permission I needed. And even though it was only a fraction of the money I needed, I mean, it was literally 5% of the money that I needed, it was enough to motivate me to go forward and figure out the rest. And then uh, soon after that, we got awarded something called the Reframe Stamp which is a recognition of gender parity, meaning there's as many women in front of the camera as behind the camera. And only 100 movies a year get awarded this, like Crazy Rich Asians, Wonder Woman, and The Shape of Water got awarded it. And we got awarded it pretty early on, so that was even more motivation to keep pushing forward. And then I won a full scholarship to Sundance CoLab, which is the educational um, branch of Sundance Film Festival, So I was really blessed to spend, um, and this just finished like two weeks ago, but I was blessed to spend nine weeks um, at a directorial workshop, um, like workshopping my my movie through their lab. And and so I got to prep my movie through that. So that was another kind of like, you know, there's so many challenges in making films. But along the way, I kept having these amazing, um, you know, opportunities and, and landmarks of, of recognition that I was going in the right direction. So all of that just kept putting more fuel on the fire. And, of course, as I raised more money and more money, it was like, okay, this is vindication. This is, this is you know, a total endorsement of what we're doing is right. So with uh, the movie that uh, you're doing, uh, how long is it going to be? Is it going to be like an hour and a half, two hours, uh, or have It'll you not said how long you're going to have it yet? Now it's about minutes. ninety minutes. Yeah. Ninety minutes. Okay. Now we had, uh, you know, we had uh, a friend of yours on last week, uh, Ben Stauber, and uh, 
you know, he he's putting the uh, the event together. I'm sure you know Ben real well, correct? Yeah, yeah. yeah. So so funny story. So like Ben Ben put this whole lucky seven thing together, and originally the idea was seven filmmakers, seven thousand dollars, seven days to make a movie, and seven crew, and somehow. I've been the exception to the rule, and I broke all the rules, and I'm making my movie for $100,000 with the help of, I think, 65 people, and it's a 21-day shoot, and it's a much, much, much bigger thing than they ever envisaged. So I'm not even part of the challenge, because they're, they're lucky seven. The other six are competing against each other for prizes. I said, I don't care about prizes. To me, the movie is the prize. I don't care about challenges. To me, the challenge is making a great movie. And, and all the rest of it, all the rest of it seems gimmicky to me. So I was like, look, you guys, I'll, I'll take the money and I'll make a great movie. Um, but you, you guys, you know, all these rules and stuff, you, you guys can play with those rules. The only rule I have is make a great movie. Uh, so, Deborah Richards, I'm, I'm I guess, here we got... We got 16 minutes here with Deborah here on 89.1 FM, Ken's FM. So I guess my next question then, Deborah, is you know you you know you talked about that they have the rules in place for the uh, Lucky Seven Challenge, and uh, yeah. you know you went you went and raised more money, which is you know difficult in itself. Uh, you know, Puffamania and myself can uh, know what it's like trying to raise money for events. <laughs> but uh, and uh, can you hear me now? Yes, I can. So I guess I guess my question is, you know, you, you mentioned that, you know, you had this rule that you went over, you went over the days, you went over the uh, this and that. Now let's say that uh, you, and we are we we are pulling for you to win this competition. So let's say that you do win this competition. Do you think that the people that you're in competition with uh, might uh, get a chip on their shoulder because you raised your own money and you shot for more days than they did, uh, or? Um, are they going to let uh, the other uh, six in the competition uh, do what you did? Well, first of all, first of all, I'm not actually in the competition. I, I, I made a deal with the Lucky Sevens. I said, well, give me your money. I'll, I'll have you as investors in my movie, but I don't agree to your rules, but I'll take your money. And so they said, okay. So I'm not even in the competition, right? So, so as far as the other filmmakers are concerned, it's not like I can take a prize away from them. Um, then the other filmmakers, they're, they're pretty excited because um, you know, we're, we're on my movie, our movie, we're spending $25,000 on marketing, and that is going to filter through. And, you know, a rising tide lifts all boats, right? So the more press and, and eyes and attention we get on my project, it will filter through to the other films. So they were like, well, no one else is spending $25,000 on marketing, so yeah, let's, let's all support Debbie's film. And then the other thing is, like, there was nothing to stop any of the other filmmakers doing what I did. I just, you know, I chose to, look, I'm the kind of person that always marches to my own beat, and I'm the kind of person that bends reality to suit my purposes and to suit my team and to suit my friends and to suit my family and my fans. And if anyone else has a problem with that, then they need to reconsider how they're going about things and what's best for their group and what's best for their fans and their, fa- and their friends and their family. So, you know, if anyone boo-hoo-hoo's, well, that's on them. 
Uh, Deborah Richards, our guest here. We got 14 minutes here with uh, Deborah, and uh, for everybody that uh, that's listening right now, you know that we do have a contest going on that's going to happen in December. So if you go to our Off the Roads page on Facebook, you go to Ken's FM page on Facebook. You got to like them both. You'll get automatically entered to win a autograph uh, from a past guest, a maybe a current guest or a future guest. And if you, uh, like I say before, if you say something nice about the icon, I might even let you pick who you get an autograph from. But uh, we'll... <laughs> yeah. I brought something nice from our first uh, from our first show. What is that? Tell us about that. We got a piece of the table from our first show that Bobby Brennan went to give Cornell Powell driving to it. Got a couple wrestlers that signed there. We got downtown Pete Brown, Bobby Turner himself, Duke Cornell, Cedric Cabarro, Brandon Nitro, Rock Solid Rock. You know, we got some RSR fans out there. And of course, myself and the Pugster, we signed it. Well, what about the other audio commentary guy from that event? Did you have him sign it? Well, you can go on over there and sign it right now if you want to. I will definitely do that. And uh, what we'll do is uh, we will uh, we'll put that up. Uh, I'll take a picture of it. I'll put it up on our uh, page. So uh, that has now become a prize for our December show giveaway. That'll be awesome. Now, uh, back to uh, Deborah Richards. we got uh, 12 minutes here on Ken's FM 89.1. So, Deborah, with uh, – once this film is finished and it uh, it's complete and it becomes a big success and you win another Emmy and Oscar, uh, you know you win your Walk of Fame, your star on the Hollywood Walk of Fame. Now this is obviously not going to be the only film that you're going to do. You have uh, do you have ideas for other films that uh, you have in the making that you might it's, be able to hit us on? So fun. It's so funny you said that because any time I'm I'm about to start shooting a new project. I immediately start thinking, huh, what's the next one going to be? Um, and so in the last couple of days, um, my, my team and I have actually been brainstorming about what we'd like to do next because obviously with the momentum of this film, I'm going to get more opportunities to make an even bigger next film. And last night I spent the whole night up coming, with an, coming up with an idea. So I, I I can't I can't speak about it yet because it's it's top secret and I don't want to give away the idea because it's it's pretty top secret right now, but I already know what my next film is going to be and I'm very very excited. Have you ever thought about doing a documentary? Have you, have you done any documentaries? Uh, documentaries? You know what I I love watching documentaries, but I don't see myself as a documentary filmmaker um i one day maybe i mean i love documentaries i i just never have applied myself to that kind of filmmaking i i think that i have such an active imagination it's hard for me to stick to the to the truth which is what a documentary is right i mean every like i could be interviewing someone and i could you know, they they could be telling me a story about how they walked their dog that morning, and in the back of my head, I'm thinking, what if they're a serial killer that I don't know about, or what if they just won the lottery? And I don't, you know, I have such an active imagination that I think, as an artist, I'm better suited to the to the fictional narrative because that's how my mind works. But I really love watching documentaries. I think a uh, live action film shot in Chicago sounds like a great idea. Uh, yeah. Well, well, you know, I was going to 
Uh, yeah, I was going to ask uh, Deborah Richards about that. We have uh, 10 minutes here left with uh, Deborah here on 89.1 Ken's FM here in Fargo, North Dakota. So now you mentioned that you don't want to give away the idea of your next your next feature that you're going to do. I understand that, but here is my question on that: Do you do you obviously you obviously know the time frame of uh, when uh, when you're going to be on? Uh, starting it, here's my question. Would you be willing to come back on our show to talk about your next feature that you do? And uh, maybe... Absolutely. Uh, you guys know I love you, and I love coming on your show. It's so much fun. Um, like, you guys literally have been watching my career go from, like, you know, stage to stage. To, like, it's it's been incredible. Like, I, I, I feel like you guys have been supporting me the whole way, and I feel like my career has just been blowing up. Um, I actually had a movie come out on Amazon a few days ago um, that I was the colorist and the VFX artist for, and that is that is a psychological thriller by director uh, Adrian Leon, and that film is called Kin Dread, so check that out on Amazon. And then I have another film coming out on Hulu on October 18th, which is a feature anthology made up of a whole bunch of shorts. And my last short, Dark Light, the one that's been in 30 festivals this year and has won a bunch of awards, that is going to be the first short in that feature film. And uh, that's narrated by Pinhead from Hellraiser. And that's coming out on October 17th by Archstone Distribution. So, um, yeah, I mean, you guys have just seen my career blossom. So I would love, I'd be honored to come back and, and hang out with you guys. Well, you know, and uh, we we do love everything that you do, and uh, as a matter of fact, we you and I, and uh, I I don't know if you'll admit this or not, but you and I have been friends for I believe four years now, and uh, I remember when I first uh, started chatting with you and when I first started on the show, uh, you know, I wanted to get you on to talk about all the good stuff that you do and all the directing that you do, but uh, you know, uh, and. Uh, the Pulpomania guys over there, you guys can, uh, uh, you guys are familiar with this term, put getting yourself over. And uh, what we like to do on this show is we like to get people over, and I'm still trying to get myself over. You're always putting yourself over. Well, I, 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 I know <laughs> what, that. That's my, that that's my forte. But I guess, Deborah, the, the thing is, well, yeah, I guess, I guess, Deborah, the thing is, and, and you know this, I, I would do anything to be in, uh, uh, your one of your projects, uh, you know, like I say, uh, you won't. The only thing you'll have to do is uh, make sure I uh, I get some, uh, you know, some Captain Crunch in the morning, uh, uh, <laughs> a hot dog in the afternoon, and uh, maybe some mashed potatoes at night. Uh, so I, I, it doesn't cost much to have me be part of your film, uh, and I won't well, do anything I, I, like I that. I'll. Well, there you go, and I'll, you know, uh, I can, I can, uh, I can be your bodyguard. I can carry your bags, uh, you know, uh, run, what, run to the Starbucks and get your cappuccino. What are you doing in October? Uh, in October, I have a big honeymoon planned. Ah oh, man, if only your honeymoon was in Vegas, you could do a cameo in the movie. <clears throat> hey, sounds like it's going to be. Uh, maybe you can get icons. Uh, where, where are you going for your honeymoon? Well, we're uh, we're actually getting married on September 25th, and uh, our honeymoon is a lot. Yeah, the, our and you are invited, by the way. I know you're filming, so you might not be able to make it, but um, 
You know, and our uh, honeymoon is the last week in October, first week in November. I'm taking her down to uh, that uh, that wonderful theme park in uh, and. Uh, uh, so uh, you guys can pretty much figure out where that's going to be. Deborah Richards, I guess, here we got six minutes here on 89.1 Ken's FM. So now to uh, check you out and see you again, uh, do you have a Facebook, an Instagram, a YouTube, a Twitter, a Twitch? Yeah, you yeah absolutely. Um, follow me along on Instagram. My Instagram is at Debbie in Pink. That's D-E-B-B-I-I-N-P-I-N-K, Debbie in Pink. Um, that's my Instagram. Uh, follow along there, or check out the movie website at Move Me No Mountain. Okay. All right. And uh, when 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 is the uh, when is the film schedule to be released? Um, it should have a limited theatrical release in major cities across America early summer next. And uh, after it's released, you plan on putting it on uh, Blu-ray or DVD or, uh, well, they don't have VHS anymore, but you, you do plan on releasing it. Hey, there's plan- a bunch of people out there that have that still. Well, yeah, you do plan on releasing it on that format, right? There'll, there'll be DVDs eventually, yeah, <laughs> no VHS. All right. Well, you know, uh, for uh, us old school guys that still have a VHS player, you know, <laughs> I know. Well, I'll, uh, I'll, 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 I'll dig the VHS player out of the attic and I'll see if I can uh, burn a copy of the DVD to the VHS. <laughs> As a matter of fact, I got a guy standing next to me that could probably fix one if he had if he had to. No, doesn't doesn't do VHS. No, just radio. Okay. Uh, uh, Deborah Richards, our guest here. I'll tell you what, Deborah, we want to thank you uh, for uh, being with us. We only have a few uh, few more minutes here left with you. Uh, so, you know, it's going to be released next year. Uh, have you? Uh, do you know when you're going to wrap up filming for it? Well, the shoot is a 21-day shoot from October 1st to the 21st, and then we'll probably have like maybe six six months or so of post-production. So sometime early next year it'll be all done and and ready for release. So um, yeah, it's 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 crazy. I've been working on this full time since February. That's how long it takes to put something like this together. It's a lot of work, but we're 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 just about to kick off with uh, shooting in, in just four weeks' time. I'm very nervous, but I'm also very very excited, and I can't wait to crush it and represent Vegas. And uh, here's what we'll do. Uh, before the before it's released, uh, I'm going to I want you to keep in contact with me. As soon as you know what the release date is, uh, we will have Absolutely. you on the week before uh, and the week of uh, when it's released, and we'll let uh, you talk about that. And then uh, hopefully, when you do put it out on DVD, that uh, you'll really, you'll reserve an autographed copy for me that I can add to my collection. Absolutely, absolutely, one hundred percent. And, uh, you know, I'm going to continue following your career. And, uh, like I say, I can't uh, thank you enough for uh, your friendship. And, uh, like I say, I've known you now for four years, and uh, our friendship will continue, and you have been awesome. We do thank you for taking time on your schedule to join us, and uh, be safe out there in Vegas, all right? Thank you, guys, and congratulations again on your uh, wedding date. So um, thank you so much for having me on again, and I can't wait to see you soon. Wish me luck. 
Thanks, Thanks for Deborah. Being on. Good luck. All Bye. right, Deborah Richards, ladies and gentlemen. All right. Uh, that was a uh, that was a fun little interview. What did you guys think of that? Uh, maybe we can get uh, her to film a uh, feature out here. Oh, that'd be great. I know you guys would like to be part of it, right? Oh yeah, definitely. Let's get some wrestling into that too. <laughs> Make it a live action film. All right, so we're waiting for our next uh, our next guest here. It's going to be uh, uh, Cynthia Dawn, and um, oh, she is on. Okay, all right. So uh, she's uh, working on a episodic TV series that she's um, she's starting, and uh, uh, I'll let you guys predict. You think I'm going to try and get me a spot in that film too? Yep. All right, here we go, ladies and gentlemen. Stepping out of the green room and walking down the aisle. Soon to be the star of the small screen, the episodic TV whiz, if you will. Ladies and gentlemen, I give you our next guest. She is Cynthia Dawn Anderson. <laughs> hey, this is actually Cynthia Taser throwing out my government name. You're listening to the Attitude Era Live on 89.1, Kins FM. Your host, Icon, The Big Swing, and Granny Hulker. All right, Cynthia Taser's our guest here. I government name a long time ago. (laughs) I'm sorry. Uh, Cynthia Taser's our guest here. We've got uh, 30 minutes here with Cynthia. So uh, uh, here's here's a first on Papa Matey, guys. Uh, Miss Taser is also joining the Five-Timers Club. Oh, hey, Uh, when are you going to say something about Papa Mania being on the Five-Timer Club? Huh? huh? Well, huh? well, as as co-host, that you don't get that. <laughs> oh, thanks. So, uh, Cynthia Taylor's our other guest other here. Uh, so, here's what we're going to do here, Cynthia. We are going to uh, talk about uh, the project that you got coming on. But uh, before we do that, if you want to give us a quick little background about yourself, and then we'll uh, talk about your project. I am actually a feature entertainer, travel the country, um, doing performances, headlining clubs. I'm a business owner. I own XVidChat.com. I'm partnered with a merchandise distribution company, um, so I'm able to set up all of the adult industry workers with uh, T-shirts and swagger, uh, posters, you know, all that good stuff on BeMyFansShop.com. Um, I was approached on the the new app Clapper. It's amazing. It's basically kind of like TikTok, except for way freaking better because it's like free speech. Um, adults only, well, it's 17 and up, but it's, it's really, really an awesome place. Um, I got my partnership with the Be My Fan Shop off that app, and now I'm going to be the lead actress and associate producer of the Rise Girls movie, which is going to be an epic TV series, and not just a TV series, it's an actual movement that we got going on. And uh, we also have a uh, we also have another guest on with us at the at the same time. Uh, you, you know, uh, you know her. Uh, her name is uh, Chrissy Kruger. So we're going to bring her on as well. Uh, and uh, basically, what we're going to do is have uh, both of you guys on. So uh, now, this episodic TV show that uh, you're working on, if you could kind of give us a little background about uh, what it's about, uh, what network you want it to be on, give us a little background about that. Well, basically, we're going to be outing a lot of people, and Hollywood's never going to back us. That's not going to stop us. Um, We're bringing uh, fictional characters um, into real-life scenarios. Uh, Our fictional characters were recruited by the American government to handle the Syrian government and their sex crimes against women. 
Um, once we disband from that, we come back to America and we do that real life in America. We are working on a project with an animal sanctuary to turn it into an animal therapy rehabilitation program for women who have been sex trafficked or sexually assaulted um, to give them a safe haven. That's going to be filmed throughout our movie. We're going to be going on wild, you know, wild exotic animal rescue adventures, as well as empowering women throughout the entire film. Um, we're currently working on all of our girls are named after a special gemstone. Um, because, you know, diamonds are made out of the rough. Like, uh, all of us have sexual abuse backgrounds of one, some sort or another, whether they be, like myself, uh, sexually molested by my father most of my life or um, different aspects. Each girl has their own story. And so we're not only able to um, enlighten people about what's really going on in our world, but also tell our own personal stories through the story. Um, our characters are fictional. They're not... They're not real, but we're making it as absolutely real as it possibly can be. Most of us girls are already uh, women who are business owners, who are strippers. We're not just some comeback kids. Um, we, we are in, in our communities active, engaged, um, helping baby, you know, I call them baby strippers, but girls who are new to the industry to give them hope, to show them that it's not just drugs and alcohol and, you know, being violated. It's, it's, you can make a career out of this. You can use this career to... Um, produce other careers. Um, all of my opportunities have come through being in the adult industry, and every time I've tried to leave, I knew in my heart that it was where I needed to be, and I was being the light in the darkness, and I just kept staying with it. As many times as I wanted to quit, as many times as I cried about it, as many times as I didn't want to go do a show, I just went and did it, and now I know for a fact that my life has a purpose because we're going to be able to um, help real-life victims. We're going to come out with our own jewelry line, um, we're going to turn that into 501C, that um, anything that's made through that part of our corporation is going to go back to sponsoring people who have actually been abused, who need um, lawyers or somewhere safe to go or, you know, clothes even. Because some of these girls, you know, um, they, they leave and go to a domestic violence shelter. They're shot at, on the way, shot at on the way down the driveway, and they don't have anything but the clothes on their back. So. We're really, really going to be making an impact in society and bringing awareness. We're going to be talking about um, things like J-Lo and Cardi B and them wouldn't talk about in the movie Hustler because all they talked about was the, the money-hungry chicks that were drugging the guys. But us girls have to deal with that on the regular. Like, we can't leave our drinks sitting anywhere. Um, you know, if we get somebody that's a little handsy in the private room, we better hope security somewhere close. Um, there's a lot of stuff on the industry that it's not, it's not all glamour, and we're going to show that in a, light, in a way that's not going to upset our industry because it is one life, one love, one industry, and we are a family. Um, I, I have never had friends that are as close as the friends that I have that I've met through touring and competing. It's, it's insane how much, you know, like we're literally going to competitions for main titles, and in any competition you don't want to help your competitor win. That, but that's not what it's like in the adult industry. We're all there because w when our, the person next to us grows, our industry grows. Uh, we become better as one. And it's really been an awesome experience. And I'm glad that, you know, my, I have all of my entertainer friends are going to actually be in the movie. Um, this is historical for many reasons. First off, not very many of us have any experience in acting other than our performances on stage. And we're all main actresses <laughs> in, a, in a movie. Um, I don't have a degree in theater, and I'm an associate producer. We took a storyline that was given to me for a possible role, and I was like, you know what? I can make this into something. 
within two weeks' time, we have accomplished so many things. Um, and then I went on tour for two weeks and got super, super sick for another two weeks. So it's been about a month of downtime, but I'm finally feeling better and ready to get back at it. We're working on getting our funding up. Um, it's going to cost about $12,000 to get our pilot put out, but as soon as that's out, I, I know this is going to spread like wildfire, especially when people see what we're doing. And seeing that we're doing it in a tasteful way, um, you know, we're primarily avenging people for sex crimes, but it's going to be more like a Fifty Shades of Grey, Thousand Ways to Die type of a film. Not, it's not porn. <laughs> uh, Cynthia, these are, I guess, here. We've got, uh, well, we got, uh, well, give or take, uh, I don't know, 20 or so minutes here, uh, give or take. Uh, so now, when you decided to uh, when you decided to do this uh, this this uh, series, uh, did you uh, did you have um, your idea on how you wanted to uh, set it up? Like, uh, you know, you mentioned about you know Hollywood's not going to back you, but uh, do you want to get it on like uh, like Netflix? Do you want to get it on ABC, NBC, CBS? Um, we're never going to sell the licensing, I can tell you that much, because once you start selling licensing, people start telling you how to tell your story, and that's never going to happen. We're, we're going to be touching some really, really touchy subjects. Um, I have the biggest sex trafficking case to date in Nebraska. The girl that is, is coming forward with her story actually went to an acting school that's nationally known, and she wants to play the part, and she was the only survivor left in her house that she was locked in being sex trafficked. Um, we have people who have connections and stories, um, you know, because I danced down in Victoria, Texas, down, I'm really close to the valley, so I have a lot of, lot of stories about um, kids from Mexico being sex trafficked across the border. Um, we have stories where Russian models were brought to Canada to um, do modeling, and they were put in a sex house and forced to be trafficked, like they thought they, they were legit doing a modeling job, and they ended up being um, stuck in a sex trafficking scheme like these are real life stories that we're going to be able to tell without like bringing the heat like we're going to bring the heat without bringing the heat I don't want to end up on a hit list but these stories need to be people need to be aware of what's going on um, so many people were, were raised and taught that um, these kind of stories only happen in third world countries and it's not the fact the fact is um, you know there's, there's sex crimes going on every day in America probably every minute of every day in America and people just it's taboo to talk about it and we're we're gonna step out of there and break the, every barrier that there is that we have to to make this film something that is awakening to people and also awakening to the fact that you know a lot of girls end up in adult entertainment because they've been sexually abused and molested and it's a form of therapy to them because they have control back of their bodies which they never had before. Um, that's a big thing. I actually spoke at a college at a sociology class for sexual not too long ago, um, these people end up being like doctors and DCFS workers and psychologists and stuff. And, you know, they need to stop judging people when they first come in. It's not the job. Okay, so now they're broke and fucking miserable. What did you do for them? Nothing. You know, now that form of therapy that they did have that they were relying upon is gone. Like, we need to stop um, stereotyping the career and start, you know, building solutions to the actual problem instead of making it just something we throw under the carpet. It's, it's really going to be uh, an epic, awesome show. And uh, with, with that, uh, with that being said, do you know how many uh, episodes that you you want to have on this uh, uh, this movie that will turn into a TV series? Um, we pretty much have uh, nine episodes um, written. 
this series was written four years ago, but the man who wrote it couldn't find any actresses to do the part because of it being a taboo thing. And um, this is divine intervention. This was fate. This was, I, I'm, I'm not this damn creative. I mean, I'm business and I'm savvy, but I am running out the gates and accomplishing so much in something that's not even a territory that I'm familiar with. And my, co- my, my producer said that in 26 years of his um, being in the film industry, he's never seen anything move so fast ever in his life or be so efficient and everything just is going smoothly and fluidly and it's definitely divine. God definitely has his hands in this. And that's kind of why I'm not scared about doing it because I know that there are going to be a lot of people that are not going to be happy about the stories that we have to tell, um, whether they be, you know, the target of the subject of the, the perp or... You know, I mean, it's a triggering subject as, as it is for sex victims as well. Um, but we're doing it in a light that is not going to be, it's not going to be like traumatizing for people to watch it. It's going to be entertaining. It's going to be fiction. It's gonna, um, for instance, like our first mission is in Syria. Then we come back to America. Our second uh, episode, which would be the first episode after the pilot, um, we have Hugh Hefner, uh, L.A. Hef. He's been in posturing or whatever uh hugh hefner for 11 years professionally and he's going to play the role of a catholic priest in our first episode and we're going to be bringing up the church in our first freaking episode um catholic priest has a hot for strawberry blondes and um the irony and hef comes back and gets his his zoom um is kind of is kind of a fun twist um, then our second episode, we're going to be uh, diving into the animal sanctuary and her mission and the fact that she used to be a feature entertainer and her passion to help um, sex trafficking cases. And then that's going to lead us into the club industry where we talk about the customer drugging the dancers. And these, these girls are special ops. You know, they're military trained. Um, so they're going to be doing military tra- tactics and combat and weapons. And it's going to be a bunch of hot chicks in tight leather pants, you know, um, avenging people for sex crimes. Uh, Cynthia Taves, our guest here. we got uh, just a few more minutes here. So if our uh, fans wanted to uh, check you out and support this, uh, do you got a Facebook, an Instagram, a YouTube, a Twitter, a Twitch? We do. What do you got? Everything is Rise Girls Movie. Our main uh, source right now, if you go to risegirlsmovie.com, that will take you to our Facebook page, and you can see our funding um, source is pinned at the top of that. Uh, for people who want to help with funding right now, we're doing anything over $25, get the autographed copy of the script as well as a DVD, which is probably something that's kind of unheard of in the film industry. Um, but we really want to get this out. I do have some sponsors. Um, businesses, if they want to donate 500 they're going to get credits in the movie, whichever um, episode that they supported as well uh, you know it'll be in the their business will be in the credits at the end of the movie at the end of the show for that episode um plus on all of our social media we do have some big people looking in on what we're doing and i do have some sponsors that are considering just funding the whole pilot which we need to come up with 12 grand to get the pilot started but i know that as soon as that gets going like people are just gonna go nuts like it's it's gonna be it's gonna be epic and it's it's history in the making uh, for sure. And, uh, you know, this, uh, you know, your, uh, your uh, nonprofit organization help uh, uh, help the victims of uh, these uh, heinous uh, acts. 
uh, is uh, is a really good thing, and I'm glad that we were able to get you on uh, to talk about it, and uh, we'll definitely have you uh, on again uh, when it gets closer to uh, starting the film. And, uh, you know, uh, I'm... You know me, I'm always looking to have a role or two or three or whatever. Um, you know, I got to... We you talked know, about I that. Pick, I, think, so. I think one of the fun things to talk about, um, with it being a mainstream movie, which is what it's going to be, it's going to be a mainstream movie. It's not going to be a lot. Of, it's not going to be, like, X-rated or anything like that. Um, but I think the awesome thing is, and another historical part of what we're doing is all of the characters in the movie, you know how you, like... I mean, I've been in the cam industry for a long time. There are guys that'll show me uh, scenes where, like, the girl stuck her toes in the drain, and that's what he's been, you know, doing for himself for like years. And he's like, "Can you replicate this? Um, this movie? We're all—they're all mainstream characters, but you're going to be able to—we're uh, traveling features. You can literally get lap dances and custom content from us. Um, It's—it's it, insane the 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 way everything has come together. I mean, it, it's going to blow up big. The girls, a lot of the girls are already, have already been inspired by this and have leveled up their shows. They've leveled up their networking. They're, you know, doing music videos and stuff now. Like, it's been an inspiration already. And we're going to follow our victims through the movie. So, I mean, it's a movie about women's empowerment is what it is. So, like, our first victim, we're going to take her to the animal sanctuary. And then, you know, maybe a couple episodes later, we're going to, run into her when we go help the animal sanctuary rescue an exotic animal and she's going to be like you guys changed my life you know like um i own a business now and then maybe a couple episodes later she has an issue with her business and we primarily handle sex um crimes but she's part of our network part of our family now so we go and help her at her business and then maybe a couple episodes after that her business is so successful that she doesn't have to micromanage it and she wants to join and be one of the rise girls so it's really really going to be it's really, really going to be fabulous. I just, I know it is in my heart and, and, and the insanity of how everything has just come together and so quickly and so <laughs> stress-free. It's really been not stressful at all for everything to come together. I have not been told no about one thing that I've approached somebody about doing and everybody is on board. I have ministers who are backing what we're doing. I mean, even though we're adult industry and stuff, we have you know, the churches is backing what we're doing. We have, you know, we have every walk of life excited about what we're doing right now, um, whether that be, like, the legal side or the gangster side or the church or just everybody has been so receptive of um, the whole thing. And I'm really excited to get it going because I've been working. I worked 21 hours a day for the first two weeks before I went on tour because I wanted to get as much done as I could. We're hanging up movie posters and businesses and clubs across the country already. Um, you know, this is my second podcast or radio interview that I've done, and I have three more scheduled within the next week. We're really getting out there, so it's risegirlsmovie.com. Um, there's a lot of stuff on there. There's a pilot trailer is already on there. Um, our sponsor, you can go buy merchandise. We have T-shirts, coffee mugs, posters already. Uh, Coming Cynthia out their own closing line here. as well. Uh, Cynthia Tazor, I guess, here. We've got about uh, 60 seconds here. You know, I'll tell you what, uh, Cynthia, I'm glad I was able to help you uh, get uh, your information out. And, uh, you know, we are big supporters of it. And, uh, you know, when uh, you start, uh, uh, when you're ready to do a release, we'll have you on again to talk about that. 
And uh, I, we love what you're doing. We appreciate uh, the nonprofit organization that you started uh, to bring awareness uh, to all this heinous stuff that's going on, and we do appreciate you joining us tonight. Thank you. Absolutely. Thanks for having me on, and I will be sending you guys some movie pictures for the studio. I know I slacked on that last time you asked me, but I'm definitely going to do it this time. Life got crazy when COVID happened, and I got stuck out of state. Do you need me to send you the address, or do you have it? Um, you can go ahead and send it to me again, because we've been talking for a couple of years. I'm pretty sure I'd be a lot of scrolling. It'd be a lot easier if you could just pop it in my messages. All right, I will go ahead and resend that. I'll tell you what, thank you, Cynthia, for joining us. We do appreciate everything you do. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me on and letting me share our, our vision and our mission with everyone. Awesome. All right, Cynthia Taser, ladies and gentlemen, that was another great interview. Uh, sorry, I didn't have you guys uh, chime in on there, but uh, that's all right. She, you know, she kept it going. She had the ball going. It's all good. Well, yeah, and uh, you know, it's like when someone gets the ball rolling, you know, you kind of, uh, you know, you don't want to slow that down. But right. uh, you know, and uh, it's good to bring awareness to that. I mean, you know, she's went ahead and she started her own nonprofit organization to get the word out there uh, about that. Uh, well, I'll tell you what, we're going to go right to our next guest here. Uh, we have uh, Christy Kruger on with us. We are supposed to have, uh, we are supposed to have the, uh, the girls of uh, uh, Bad Diesel Magazine on that are nice enough to sponsor our show. Uh, and uh, unfortunately, one uh, had to cancel because uh, she got sick. Uh, one has a medical issue. Uh, and uh, one is dealing with COVID. So uh, we'll uh, talk to the current cover girl. Uh, Chrissy, are you there with us? Yes, I'm here. It's Chrissy Krueger. Hello. How are you? I'm doing pretty good, just having a little grub, but I'm okay, you know, grubbing down. All right. And uh, for those of uh, you guys who don't know, uh, and this is uh this is uh this is definitely not a first. Uh you guys guess what? Chris Sugar is also now a member of the five time club. <laughs> I'm, I'm still waiting for my record. Uh, I, I, I did not plan this, but it just kinda happened. So, uh Chrissy, you are on the current cover of uh Bad Diesel magazine. Uh tell us uh how you got in touch with uh the magazine. Um, through you, actually, and then I contacted the guy and pretty much started networking and talking to him and we made it happen all of us did now, you uh, me and him now you are you are a performer in, in your own right correct yes i am all right we have uh, Chrissy Kruger as our guest here we have uh, 9 minutes before uh we have our uh, <clears throat> final guest but uh you know i'll tell you uh you guys you guys just heard her say not that i'm trying to put myself over what i am uh, I'm glad that I was able to help uh, get her involved with uh, the magazine. And, uh, you know, just think about that. Uh, this, this should prove you, something about you guys from Pulpomania. You have the icon backing you. You know, you're going to get, uh, you guys are going to get noticed. Oh, yeah. Uh, and uh, it, didn't, it, didn't take you too, it didn't take you too long uh, after uh, I hooked you guys up for you to get on the cover, did it? Not at all. Not at all. Not that long at all. I was actually quite surprised. And, uh, you know, what, when you first uh, found out that uh, you were going to be on the cover of the magazine, what uh, what was your reaction? Are you like, do you think that they were like uh, kidding you or uh, 
Were you I, like, oh, geez, this is awesome? What was your reaction? I didn't even know what. I didn't even really like, like believe it at first because I was just like, because sometimes people have said it to me, you know, and like never done it. But like, I was, I'm actually generally happy. Like, excuse me for a second. <clears throat> I'm actually generally really happy because, like, honestly, I've never been on the cover of a magazine, and I've been in other magazines, but nothing that people like really know. You know what I'm saying? So like, in all general, like. I honestly was, like, over the moon. Like, I couldn't believe it. I was just so ecstatic and happy. And, like, I told my friends and my family, and they were like, oh, my goodness, that's so exciting. You know? Then, uh, <laughs> so I'm, I'm happy. Now, now when you, uh, when you uh, showed them, when you, got the, when you finally got the, the cover of the magazine, and you were on the cover, and uh, guess what, guys? <laughs> Attitude Era Live and my image is on the back of that magazine. Uh, wow. It is. It, it is. It was. It me is. And, uh, you got a picture of that? I do. As wow. a matter of fact, uh, me and picture uh, didn't happen. Yeah, me, uh, me and Big Swing uh, together um, uh, were on uh, the cover, uh, and uh, unfortunately, uh, Granny Hawkshire would have been on the cover as well. But uh, we never had a picture of the three of us together. That's why I'm hoping we can get Granny down to my uh, my wedding because I want to take this, a picture of the three of us together so we can, uh, you know, do this. Uh, Granny, I was going to ask you if you have a question for Chrissy. What uh, what are your travel plans like? Are you still trying to get down here? She better. Got a reference to Well, I honestly, at, at this point in time, Icon, with everything that I've got going on because, um, you know, my son's situation that I've been trying to help him with, we finally got the test results back of that testing that they did on him back in July. And it looks like that he actually has a diagnosis of autism spectrum disorder, which apparently was never realized back when he was a child and so I'm having to deal with a lot of situations with trying to help him and his situation. My mom, she's still not doing very well. And I just, at this point in time, I kind of, I really can't even tell you if I'm really honestly going to be able to make it just with everything that I've got on my plate right now. I've got a lot of family issues that I'm having to deal with, and it's just, unfortunately, you know, it, at right now, at this point in time, it looks like I'm not going to be able to make it, and I wish I could because I was really looking forward to it, but there's just no way that I don't think I'm going to be able to get away right now at this point in time. Uh, well, uh, I, I know that little Homer's his heart broken. Uh, his heart's going to be broken. Well, I know. I, I'm heartbroken. I'm heartbroken for Homer, too. You know, so. But uh, maybe we can still get you here next August, though. For the uh, icon happening. Well, I don't know. We'll just we'll have to wait and see. You know, I I'm not going to promise anything. I don't. It, it seems like when I try to plan something, something drastic happens and it changes. It changes everything and my plans. And so I've kind of learned just not to plan anything because I never know what's going to come up. So. Uh, Christian Kruger is our guest here. We got about uh, four minutes. So now we'll go back to the uh, magazine. Now you had did modeling before, correct? But this was your first magazine cover. Uh, 
you have uh, you have some goals that you want to do. You want to be in music videos, and you want to uh, you want to be in feature movies, correct? Um, eventually, I you know I'd like to get in music videos that fit you know my style because of you know me being a vampire and liking the darker stuff, you know, like him and six one six and all that stuff. But I do eventually plan to. I just. I guess you. I guess I just really want to just be known, you know. Like I just like whether it be through my modeling, my dancing, which that helps a lot, or you know through movies or just doing what I'm doing now, which is like networking and getting to know people like you, Icon, and other people on this wonderful radio station. Which hi everybody, you know just. Oh, and you. Hey. Just, nice to meet you. I, <laughs> nice to meet you too. Sorry about that. We all on like four different lines here. <laughs> Oh, yeah. Um, no, I just want to be successful, and whatever I have to do to be the person that I see myself in the future, which is, which is a very successful individual, financially comfortable, I don't need to be, you know, rich like the actors or anything, but I, even if I did B-movies, I'd be okay with it, you know what I'm saying? I'm just very limited because of my vampire teeth, that's why. Well, but uh, I'm, I'm, well you know... Uh, you know, we we do we do like uh, your vampire teeth. It's really cool, you know. <laughs> yeah, they're they're definitely a huge investment. If anybody out there is wanting to get real things, um, the best thing I can give you is this thing right now. Is like be prepared for it because it's it's definitely not easy. <laughs> uh, Chrissy Kruger is our guest here. We have her live on Ken's FM 89.1. FM live on your dial here in Fargo, North Dakota. We got about uh, 120 seconds here left. Uh, so now uh, you know that I'm uh, doing whatever we can to uh, get your uh, name out there. But uh, uh, if our fans wanted to, uh, or someone listening wanted to uh, uh, find you, do you got a Facebook, an Instagram, a Twitter, a Twitch, a TikTok? What do you got? I- I do have a Facebook. I have a Snapchat. I have a Twitch. I just made it, actually, because I was told by somebody who's actually in a rock band, a heavy metal rock band, told me to get one. And he's been bringing people to my Twitch. Um, and I have an, you know, I have Instagram. I have Twitter. Uh, and that's pretty much all I have right now, yeah. You can you can awesome. find me at Chrissy Krueger. But it's, it's and, K-R-U-G-E-R. All right, and then uh, you can always tell that you have the right person. All you got to do is look for the smile, and you'll see the you'll see the yeah. vampire thing. Yeah, look for the smile. You'll see them things. <laughs> awesome. So we got about uh, 60 seconds here with uh, Chrissy. I'll tell you what, I do uh, want to thank you uh, for coming on. I wished uh, all the uh, other gals we had uh, planned on uh, from the Bad Diesel magazine to be on with us tonight. However, uh, everybody has uh, got something going on, so... Uh, anyway, uh, it is what it is, but, uh, you know, we'll definitely have you on again to be part of the, uh, six timers club. So, uh, and, uh, that's basically what we'll have. So we do appreciate you, Chrissy, and thank you very much. And, uh, I will uh, be in contact with you on here and I'll be in contact with you after the show and we'll definitely, uh, uh, talk more about, uh, hooking up with, uh, Cynthia Taser. (laughs) I think, uh, you guys would fit in For sure, for sure. You guys also on the other line have a wonderful evening. You too, thank, thank you. you. Thanks, Chrissy. You're welcome. All right. All right. All right. Bye, guys. Chrissy Kruger, ladies and gentlemen. All right. So uh, 
now we're just waiting for our uh, final guest here, the um, the joyful Yugian. Uh, it's uh, I'll, I'll admit, guys, uh, time zones are not my strong suit. Uh, so where she's at is actually yeah, 11 o'clock uh, at her time. So uh, we're at, when you think about it, when you deal with time zones, you're actually calling in the future. But uh, <laughs> we're still waiting for we're still waiting for uh, Big Swing to uh, call in. He said he was going to pop in at some point. Uh, but you know, being a business owner, you know, you have to. Uh, you have to do what you got to do, I guess. <laughs> so, uh, anyway, um, oh, as a matter of fact, I think we might be on. So let's go right to this. Ladies and gentlemen, stepping out of the green room and walking down the aisle, about to do stretches, about to do crunches, about to do sit-ups and push-ups and everything else that comes with the world of yoga, I give you the joyful Yugian. Hey, this is the Joyful Yogini, and you're listening to Attitude Era Live on 89.1 Ken's FM with your host, the icon, the big swing, and Granny Holster. All right, and uh, could you uh, could you uh, say your name again so I pronounce it correctly? Absolutely. It's the Joyful Yogini. I'm a yogini, so yoga instructor, and the female version is yogini. All right, so it's the joyful Yogini, not Yugian. Uh, you know, uh, you guys might have issues with uh, my pronunciation. Well, so here's what we're going to do. Uh, if you want to give us a quick little background about yourself, and then we'll uh, have some fun with the interview. Yeah, sure, sounds good. So I am, well, I'm a yoga instructor. I'm also a medium, so I channel true information from angels and guides to help individuals to be able to get some inspiration and some motivation and maybe some guidance to help us to move through some rough times to release patterns that are no longer serving us. Um, I'm also, um, I'm a, I have a TV show um, that I host and I produce. It's just a, like a local fun TV show, which is great. And um, I've been going through a sexual awakening which has just been a really big part of my life right now. I've been going through a, a big second chakra healing, and that's something we can talk about if you like, because uh, being a yoga instructor and, a, and an energy healer, I like to talk about the different chakras in our bodies, the, which are energy centers, and they're associated with different emotions and organs and uh, can really help us to to move through some challenging times in our life. So, yeah, well, so I'll tell that's you what, me. before we do that, uh, before we do that, we got to take a, a quick little time out and we got to give uh, the, uh, uh, got to give our radio station a quick little plug so, and a legal ID. So we'll take a time out and we'll be right back. One second. Thanks for listening to 89.1 Ken's FM. We are listener-supported radio, so the programming you hear on our station is funded by our members and these local and area businesses. 
Deke's Pizza, 701-235-0708, open 11 a.m. to 3 a.m. every day. Great-tasting pizza made from scratch daily, perfect for lunch or those late-night munchies. Two convenient locations in Fargo and West Fargo, all at the same number, 701-235-0708. Again, Deke's Pizza at 701-235-0708, open 11 a.m. to 3 a.m. every day. Deke's Pizza, Fargo and West Fargo. Ordering is easy online at deekspizza.com or with the Deke's Pizza smartphone app. You're listening to 89.1 Ken's FM, KNNZ, Holly Fargo-Moorhead. Independent public radio for Fargo-Moorhead and the Valley. Also on the web at www.kensfm.com. All right, we are back here live, 89.1 Ken's FM here in Fargo, North Dakota. We have the uh, joyful Eugenie with us. So now tell us, uh, we'll talk a little bit about, um, uh, you know, this is obviously yoga. So tell us uh, how yoga helps uh, with, uh, you know, everyday health and fitness. Yeah, absolutely. Well, yoga is, you know, there's so many different uh, styles of yoga out there. But in general, it can help you with strengthening and toning your body um, it helps to also open up your energy centers, which uh, basically helps with all the various organ functions that you have. It also helps, like, when we have different experiences in our lives where we have emotions coming up that can be uh, positive, that could be dense, that could be heavy, that could be awesome, whatever. We have emotions and we have energy within our body. But the dense, more heavier emotions that we can have can get stuck within our joints. And so yoga can help to open up those joints and allow the energy to flow. Um, because, you know, when you have blockages in, in certain areas of your life, you're going to maybe feel stuck. Right? You know, those times in your life where you feel stuck. So uh, yoga is fabulous for that. And it really helped me overall with, with my strength, with my core. Um, it is, And I do weight training as well, right? I like every I, – I switch it up. So one day I do weight training and the other day I do yoga. And sometimes on the days that I do yoga, I also go for a run. And, hey, what a fabulous way to – stretch your body out afterwards as well. Now, did I actually answer your question, or did I miss parts of your question? <laughs> Feel free to get me to elaborate. Well, no, no, you did. Uh, we have the joyful Eugenie as our guest here. We have, uh, uh, well, we have about, uh, well, 35 minutes here, give or take, on 89.1 Ken's FM here in Fargo, North Dakota. Uh, here's what we're going to do. We're going to do a roundtable here. Uh, Granny, uh, we have the joyful Eugenie. What do you have for our guest? Go ahead. Well, I'm, I mean, I'm familiar with what yoga is. I mean, you know, due to my health issues, I wouldn't be able to do yoga very well, I'm afraid. I've had two knee replacements and a pacemaker in my life, so... I don't oh, think I would wow. be able to do yoga very well. <laughs> well, you know what? There is, I also teach something called <clears throat> chair yoga. So what's brilliant about yoga is that there's so many adaptations that you could do to be able to help with whatever your mobility is, whatever your flexibility is. So, for example, chair yoga 
it's not just for seniors, um, but it, it is a wonderful match for many seniors or anyone who just needs, um, you know, it's better for them to do yoga in a chair, right? And uh, so there's, you can do almost every pose, every yoga pose in a chair, or at least standing up and maybe holding on to a chair, right? So there's, there's different versions there. But, um, you know, anytime you're going to start something new, it's always good to talk to your doctor, right, just to see whether it is actually going to be a good match. Mm-hmm. That's awesome. Yeah. I'd love to try with we you sometime, the, uh, Granny. Yeah, we have the uh, joyful Eugenie with us here <coughs> on 89.1 Cam's FM in Fargo, North Dakota. Uh, so now I'm kind of curious, you know, uh, you know, being a being a wrestling guy myself, you know, I'm familiar with DDP yoga. Uh, but uh, is there a is there a right way and a wrong way to do yoga? You know, I think what's most important is that you do yoga in a way that works best for your body, because with which with each pose there is a standard type of form you know your one foot is supposed to be like this and your other leg is supposed to be like that your chest needs to be up and your head needs to be like this so like you have these um maybe a standard for each pose but you can't necessarily always stick to that right you got to listen to your body and if a pose is ever causing any type of pain then that is the wrong way to do it for you and your specific body you know and our bodies are just made up so differently, right? Some of, some of us have extra long legs or an extra long torso or short arms or whatever. So certain poses are just like, okay, that is just not going to work for me. So, yeah, when I think about yoga and doing it in quotations the right way is doing it in a way that feels good in your body. That um, And in some yoga poses, okay, so no poses should cause pain, but some of them there might be some discomfort, right, as you work through the pose and you breathe through the pose. And when you were asking about, you know, the right thing to do, I, what I would suggest is that your breath work because breathing through each of the poses really trains your body to open up. It's actually allowing your body to to dip into the parasympathetic nervous system because uh, most of the day we're in our sympathetic nervous system. We're in that go, 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 take action. So when you dip into that parasympathetic nervous system, which you can do through using your breath, um, it will help your body to open more. Uh, the Joyful Eugenie is our guest here. Now, uh, I'm going to bring uh, uh, Ace on now. He uh, he's into he's a he's a big wrestler uh, and a wrestling promoter. Now uh, I'm sure he has a, uh, some questions about how uh, you can do uh, what type of yoga would help a wrestler. What do you got there, Ace? Go ahead. Yeah. So what type of body work would work good for doing your yoga for wrestling? Okay, yeah, I think it's a great question. You know, at, I have never wrestled myself, <laughs> but I have to, well, maybe in the bedroom. <laughs> but I have to say that, um, you know, for you, I'm sure flexibility is really important, right? You need oh, to yeah, be well, flexible. They You're... focus around, wrestling focusing uh, around their arching their backs a lot. So 
oh, a lot yeah. of the impact the back. So what can you do to help make their back feel better? Yeah, I, I would say definitely yoga would be fabulous for the core. So even doing uh, power yoga classes or even there's some vinyasa flow classes where the instructor will give you a good chunk of core work. But I think that's really important to support the back. But there's also some poses that you can do that are wonderful for strengthening the back, such as even a Superman pose. So you're on your belly. Your arms are reached straight out in front of you. Hopefully you can use this visual. You can go along with me. So you're on your belly. Arms are straight out in front of you. Legs are straight behind. And you lift your chest up off the ground and your arms up off the ground. And, uh, and then if you can, you lift your legs at the same time. So get your legs up and your arms up. And you can add some different versions in there, such as bending your arms as if you're doing a goalpost kind of position with your arms and then straightening them and coming up and bending up again as you're bringing your back muscles in. It's easier if I was doing a demonstration. But uh, that's just one example of a lower back uh, strengthening uh, yoga pose that you can do. But, yeah, overall core is excellent. Uh, Cat-cow is an amazing pose for the flexibility of your back because, you know, you're, you're on your hands and knees and you arch your back like a cat and you're pushing the back of your spine or the back of your heart up towards the ceiling and then you're doing the opposite motion where you drop your belly down and you open up your heart, you open up your chest and you open up your neck and your chin and your throat. And, uh, and going back and forth between those is a wonderful way to keep that, your, um, your back <laughs> lubricated, right? You need to keep everything flexible and soft and lubricated and, and uh, moving well for you. Uh, the Joyful Yuginis are guests here. We have uh, 17 minutes here live on 89.1 Kansas FM. You know, the one thing is, you know, as wrestlers, uh, some of us uh, – have to get put in submission holds like the figure four and uh, the Boston Crab and all this stuff. Walls of Jericho. The Walls of Jericho. Now, uh, as a, uh, you know, getting into yoga, I mean, if you train in yoga where you have to stretch yourself, uh, you know, if you get put in uh, an incomparable, uh, a compromising position, uh, what uh, would you say would be the best uh, yoga uh, that uh, you could use, like, if you have to have your body stretched uh, in a way that you don't want it to be. <laughs> well, I'm trying to, I, I wish I knew um, what all these moves looked like, just so I could say, okay, so what would be the counter stretch for that one? And what would be, I should have done more research before coming on here or say, hey, teach me some <laughs> wrestling moves. Um like overall, I think it's just really important for all of your joints to to have some beautiful flexibility and um, and lubrication to them. So, Yin Yoga is really great because it is it's slow, and you hold the poses for a super long time, which helps <clears throat> to bring more uh, fluid into the joint. Um, you know, so you can get that uh, that joint lubrication going. So, um, you know, poses, like poses that I love in yin yoga, um, like your legs get into holds too as well, right? 
so right, when I right. think about yeah, so when I think about uh, pigeon pose, which is also called swan pose or dragon, um, those ones can really open up your hips and your knees and your hip flexors. Um, so those would be fabulous. But when I when I'm thinking about a hole that's around your neck. Um, if you have a good, strong neck, uh, fish pose is great. But if you've had a lot of damage to your neck and um, you might want to do it adapted and use some yoga blocks underneath or some pillows and stuff. Uh, but fish pose is a really nice one to be able to open up the front of the neck and open up your heart. Um, shoulder stand and plow pose. Um, are wonderful. Uh, again, you have to have a strong neck. If you have some injuries going on, I don't necessarily recommend it, and you have to make sure that you keep your neck aligned. Uh, but basically, if shoulder stand, if I could describe that, you're on your back, you're raising your legs up, so as if you're creating an L with your body, and then you can take it to a next level by... Um, pushing your hips up and uh, resting your hips on your elbows. You know what? I'd much rather do a demonstration. Damn, podcast, damn. (laughs) Um, But from there, you can bring your legs over your head so your toes can even aim to touch the ground. So if you can picture that, you're folded over, almost like a pretzel. And if you work towards that, that I can, can be... I can picture that, but I don't think I can get my body to do it. Oh, God. <laughs> well, you can work up to that. <laughs> you, can, you can work your way up to that because... Uh, you can definitely put yeah, yourself in... over. Definitely. <laughs> uh, yeah. The Joyful Eugenies, our guest here, we've got 13 minutes here live on 89.1 Ken's FM. Now, uh, so we can uh, do this. Everybody knows that uh, I keep talking about our big December giveaway show. So if you go to our Facebook page, Off the Ropes, you go to Ken's FM 89.1, like both pages, you automatically get entered to win a autographed picture uh, from a past guest, a current guest, or maybe a future guest. Uh, so we're going to be doing that in December, uh, probably the last week in December, because that would be Christmas time, so that would make sense. Uh, the Joyful Yugis, our guest here, we got about 12 minutes. So now, do you have, uh, you know, it's like, you know, Ace there, he's uh, in his 20s. Uh, I myself, I'm in my 40s. You know, Granny's in her 50s. Uh, is there a certain type of yoga that uh, that you could recommend for, like, certain age groups, like, you know, 20 to 30, 30 to 40, 40 to 50, or it's not really broken down like that? Yeah, the... I would say yoga is more geared towards where your current physical fitness is and your flexibility and mobility. And it doesn't really matter the age because, so I'm 50 and um, I love doing power yoga. I love doing vinyasa flow. I love doing yin. I love doing hatha yoga. I love doing kundalini yoga. Just bring on the yoga. And, uh, And for me, it's not an age thing. It's just where my physical body is right now, my flexibility, my mobility, and my interest. 
um, and the energy, the energy that I have. Because, and also different yoga teachers. So it's about finding the instructor that works for you because not all our instructors are the same. We all have our own unique style. It also depends on where we learned our yoga from and what we're drawn to. So it's, it's about finding the right instructor that goes at the right pace for you. And well, uh, a lot of instructors now. This is the We have the joyful. Yeah, we have the joyful Yugi in here. Uh, what can you recommend uh, uh, for um, for a um, I don't know a uh, ultimate repair guy that can repair anything electrical? What kind of uh, uh, yoga would you recommend for a uh, a radio engineer? His name is Ken. He's a uh, he's the owner of the station here. Hope he's not online to fire me. But uh, uh, well, what do you what can you uh, what do you have for our guest there, Ken? Go ahead. Well, to tell you the truth, uh, I've been listening to your, your broadcast this, week, this evening, and it brings up a lot of information that is really good in that uh, it describes what to do with different age groups of people. I was listening to that, and I am in the upper age group. Um, I passed my 69th birthday here uh, this summer. Oh, congratulations. <laughs> But what I'd like to know is um, there are times as you get older, um, obviously people talk about, well, my hips are, you know, tight. Uh, everything is stiff. I can't move. I get up. But it's like mm-hmm. baby steps for about five times. Uh, I go through that all the time. And then uh, there are times, this is going to sound really funny, there are times when, like, you're kneeling over to tie your shoes, you don't breathe. You don't breathe until you're done, and then you stand up. Now, is that normal? And is what, you know, obviously the answer would probably, well, breathe while you're tying your shoe. Well, that's not that easy. You know, when you're bending over, uh, you've basically got to exhale so that you can get over and tie your shoe, and then if it takes too long, you've got to take a breath. But what what with yoga, what what kind of... What kind of help can yoga give me? Yeah, okay, that's a that's a wonderful question. So, and now I was I don't know exactly what you look like or why I was oh, picturing a belly. <laughs> I was picturing a belly getting getting in the way with the breath because I remember exactly. like when I was pre- when I was pregnant <laughs> I almost had to hold my breath when I was bending over because his belly was in yeah. the way. Right. That's the so, exact feeling uh, that goes on. Okay. So, yes, breath work is is really important, but when you have that constriction going on, it, it is really hard to get get the breath in. So I think it, there's a lot of factors that can go into assisting in assisting. So, yes, yoga and um using breathing and meditation to help regulate and have conscious breath can help. Um, Also, watching the foods that you eat, because the foods that we eat can also cause different uh, digestive issues. It could cause us to... Like when you're not digesting things, I'm just going to back up for a second. When you're not digesting things, you got this stuff like sitting in there, sitting in the belly, right? And it can get hard. Do you, do you ever do you have that like hard type of belly that just um, 
you know, you can feel, you can almost say, ah, I'm so many months pregnant or whatever. Do you have that hard type of belly? It's kind of very similar. Um, it, it's more of a feeling like uh, um, there's too much there for me to bend over, and uh, the only way I can get down to my shoes is to suck my belly in as far as I can. And, yeah. of course, when you do that, you're not breathing. Right. That would be uncomfortable. Yeah, like, I feel like yoga plays an important role, but it, yoga is also about holistic balance. So, for me, I've, I've been dealing with medical issues in different stages of my life, and food has played a really big role for me to help heal myself. And so, I'm, I'm really conscious about what I eat and how it makes me feel. And I went through a year-long process on trying to figure out which foods I couldn't digest properly, which foods made me tired, which foods made me cranky, which foods made me just feel like crap, you know? And, and at first I had to clear my body out of all potential foods that could cause me issues. And I, and I did this with, a, with the help of an osteopath, right? Like they, they helped me to go on this type of cleansing. And, uh, and then after about three months when all that stuff was out, my body could now communicate with me really well. It wasn't communicating with me well before, but now it was communicating with me. And so then I had a food journal and I was tracking. I would only add one thing for three days, and then I would track how I slept, how I felt, um, you know, emotions, all that kind of stuff. And then I would take that food out again, and I wouldn't add it in for a while. I would just do one food at a time, three days in, and then take it out and track it. And so something like that can help to make some big shifts. It could also help to decrease any, um, it could help to decrease if you do have any extra stuff around your middle. Uh, but I always recommend doing this with a professional, like doing it with, whether it's a naturopathic doctor, a dietitian, a family doctor, osteopath, whatever, who, whoever is, um, is, in, is trained in this type of diet. So mine was an anti-inflammatory diet, and I was specifically doing that, as I was saying, because of the health issues that I was having. So food plays a role. Sleep plays a role. Um, are, you, are you kind to yourself? You know, that's one of the rules of yoga is you need to be gentle and kind to yourself. And, and that might sound uh, silly when you're talking about bending over and tying a shoe, um, but really it creates energy. And life is just so much tougher, the tougher you are on yourself, you know? And, and when, you're, when you're unkind to yourself with the thoughts that you have, with the words that you have about yourself, it, it affects your whole system. So yoga is a lot more than just poses, you know? We could, if it was a longer show, we, we can go into so much. But anyways, I hope that answers your question for now. Well, I got one basically other question. We've already touched on it just a little bit, and that is what kind of yoga exercises would help this thing about uh, if you've been sitting a while and then you stand up and it takes like forever to get your joints to uh, move again, to move, you know, to move smoothly again and not ache so bad. Um, that is another thing that I have certainly noticed as age has crept in here. Um, is there something, mm-hmm. you know, something for that? Well, movement in the first place, like just general movement, such as doing a yoga class 
and not even specifically going into, okay, you need this exercise and this exercise, just yoga in general is going to help the joints to stay lubricated and it's going to help with increasing mobility, with increasing flexibility um, and helping to decrease that overall stiffness. Uh, I'm not saying it's going to necessarily take it away, especially if you're dealing with things such as arthritis. Um, but it yep, helps. Yep, I've been de- there. <laughs> yeah, okay. It, it at least helps to decrease the discomfort and increase the mobility. Yin yoga, so that's Y I N, yin yoga is slow and you hold the poses for a long time. And that one in particular is really great for lubricating joints. So yin yoga is one, you know, you can look it up on YouTube. That is yin yoga? Yin yoga, yeah, Y-I-N. But any type of yoga is going to help with keeping things moving and flowing. So you can really go with one that you prefer. So even doing a chair yoga class. If, if you want to start with that just to get your body into different positions and moving and flowing, you might be surprised. I was surprised when I first started doing chair yoga. I'm like, holy crap, I'm actually getting a workout out of this, and I'm opening up my body, and I feel loose, and I feel good. And um, So, yeah, I chair, even just chair yoga is beautiful for that. For any age. Well, you've been a wealth of information tonight. Appreciate it. Oh, my pleasure. And I, it's so exciting. I got to talk directly to the owner of the studio. That's pretty damn cool. Uh, once in a while, Thank they, you for uh, they, me on. They, ho- they hog tie me and bring me down here. So. But uh, I was listening, <laughs> and I wanted to chime in a li- at least a little bit here and uh, uh, oh, maybe awesome. ask a couple questions. But I appreciate your time tonight, man. Yeah, it was, so, it was so fun and such an honor to be on the show. Thank you so much for having me on. Well, don't go away yet. We still got a few more minutes. But All right. All right. Uh, all right. All right. Uh, the joyful Eugenie is with us here. We only have a few more minutes left. And, uh, yeah, see, the main thing is uh, we want to be able to help Ken out. We want to keep him around because I have uh, I have about uh, a dozen or so radios I need repaired and fixed. And, uh yeah, I'll tell you what. I we want to thank uh, Ken. You know, Ken Bart's his name, Bart's Engineering, and uh, uh, he's the owner of the radio station here, and uh, he's allowing us to bring our uh, audience and our show to the masses. And uh, you know, we have another uh, individual calling in at some point here in the next few minutes. But uh, real quick here, um, if our fans want to check you out and see, do you got a Facebook, an Instagram, a YouTube, a Twitter, a Twitch, um, yeah. a, uh, a, a yoga video library? What do you got? Yeah, absolutely. I would love it. If, uh, if they're interested, they can check out my YouTube channel, which is The Joyful Yogini. Um, but if you have any problems finding that, the best way to reach me and all my social media platforms is to go onto my Instagram which is the.joyful.yogini. So if you go onto the Instagram, the.joyful.yogini, in my bio, I have my link tree, which is my link to all my platforms. And something, I hope you don't mind me doing this little plug, but uh, I uploaded a video today on YouTube 
that when I was doing it, I was so surprised because this beautiful channel came through. So someone had asked the question, just to give it a bit of background, someone had asked the question, if I wanted to, and you might even ask, well, what the heck does this have to do with yoga? But it's also because I help people to heal their sexuality too as being the, the second chakra. So I help to help move energy in all the chakras, but my specialty is definitely that, that second chakra area. And someone asked, okay, so if I really wanted to send my, my girlfriend a super nice text that she would like and maybe feel sexy about, what would it be? And uh, so I was just doing a fun video and just answering that question. And then this beautiful channeling message came through about relationships and about the importance of connecting the heart, uh, the heart chakra, as well as that sacral chakra, which is the center of your joy and sexuality and fertility, all that. It was a beautiful message. So great. I actually had to go back and listen to it a few times because I'm like, wow, that's good stuff. Because I'm just a channel, right? I'm just a channel. It is coming from source so if you're interested in that you're curious about the message that came up and you know a lot of heart-based healing is happening right now and uh, and hey you can use yoga to help heal your heart too Um, you can do a wonderful heart healing yoga class so that's my pitch you can check it out and uh, you, you guys will know that uh, you found the Joyful Yugini because, and I know you think I'm just saying this because you're on the air with us, but she is the most gorgeous yogi uh, yoga instructor I've ever seen in my entire life. So uh, oh uh, check it out. You know, uh, just look for you're that, so uh, that, that good-looking gal. She was awesome. Thank you. Thank you so much. And, hey, if you want to do any yoga classes with me, I have a lot of um, – yoga classes on the YouTube channel, and I do yoga live on Tuesdays, 12.30 p.m. Eastern Daylight Time. So that is an hour after you guys in Fargo. So basically right now we're calling into the future. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. All right, well, I'll tell you what, we do thank you for taking time out of your schedules. You have been awesome, and uh, we will definitely have you on again. Uh, we want to make sure we... Uh, uh, take care of our boss. So uh, we'll definitely have you on again. We do appreciate it. And also, <coughs> thanks for those uh, lovely pictures you sent us to. We'll be using those for our giveaway in December. Oh, yeah. No, my pleasure. Thanks for having me on. And, yeah, I look forward to being on your show again for sure. All right. Ladies and gentlemen, the joyful Eugenie, ladies and gentlemen. And uh, I'll tell you what, guys, uh, she is definitely, definitely beautiful. Uh, so I'll tell you what we have a we have another guest here, um, and uh, um, we're, well, let's uh, check the caller here. Uh, all right, four one four. Go ahead. What's your? Uh, how can we help you? Man, y'all know this. Stop playing with me right now. That is Kilwaukee's finest, the Beast. Yeah, really? y'all know what it now, is. Is he one of your wrestlers? Is he one of our wrestlers? Stop playing with me right now. Is that even a right question? Now. What kind of question is that? Well, hey, it's you my show. I ask questions. You answer the question. <laughs> what you got for us, yeah. Kaz? What I got for y'all is I'm, I'm pretty angry right now with y'all puppamania dudes right now. Why is that? Y'all really on my getting on my bad side right now. And don't act like y'all don't know what I'm talking about. Man, you were given opportunities. Opportunities. 
Yeah, I was sitting there. I got the opportunity. Yeah, you know I was sitting there with a damn knee injury. You know what the business was. But you know what, y'all staff, you know what the staff, the locker room, the head office, all y'all suckers is lucky right now. Y'all lucky. Y'all well, lucky I wasn't there to be the first chance to be crowned. Don't don't interrupt me, boy. I'll drive all the way to North Dakota and I'll slap the taste out your mouth. Well, we are we are live on the air here, so keep it uh, professional, right? I don't care right? where we are right now. I was recovering from an injury, and then y'all didn't even invite me to the September. Tw- what y'all got going on September twenty fifth, man? September twenty fifth. You already know. I told you about that. You told me about it. I you told, told you me about it, but was I invited to it? It's popping. It's the invite. No, 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 no. All you have to do is take the invite. Look, man, you failed to mention this to me. I had to find out the weather sources for my damn self. But you know what? That's fine, though. Because you know what? I come and go wherever I please. And you know what I'm capable of. And you know I'll come there and wreck things like a New Orleans hurricane right now. So don't play with me. All right. Well, put your money where your mouth is. I'll see you Saturday, September 25th. And uh, we hope you show up. Everybody in that locker room is going to see you, especially Nick Nelson. You got something that was supposed that belongs to me right now. That's supposed to be around my way. Well, I'll tell you what. Um, it all, it sounds like it sounds like it's going to be a pretty hot ticket if you show up. I uh, wish I was going to be there to see it, but uh, I'll have to uh, check out the. Uh, you hear about it? Yeah. You hear about it? I'm okay. sure I will. Well, going to have to bring some extra security for this. Yeah, maybe he can uh, go after. Uh, uh, and Granny, this guy sounds like uh, some of that you'd have you'd have some fun with, right, Granny? I don't think. Oh you guys yeah, I've, I've been I've been sitting here I've been sitting here listening to him run his mouth. Excuse me, who's that? Well, that is Granny Holster. My name is Granny. My name is Granny Holster. Now I'm not a wrestler, but I'm a big, huge fan of this sport we call wrestling. And I don't like the heels. I don't like the bad guys. And I like, I can talk some pretty good smack to people like you. So I, I tell you, I wish I could be there where I could put you in your place because. I'm telling you what you're doing right now is running your mouth too damn much. Well, anyway. Excuse me. Uh, I'm, not running my, I'm not running my mouth. But you need to be a little bit more respectful to people. Than what you are, than what you're doing right now. So I'll tell you what: if you want to uh, see the saga with whoever that individual was, uh, you guys can uh, check it out on September 25th. Uh-huh. Whoever that individual was, yeah. Icon, get the name right. I don't need that guy coming backstage, braining my neck because you didn't pronounce his name right. You said it once. Get it right. All right. Well, uh, you know. Everybody uh, wants to uh, check out um, this potential fight or match. Now, is he is he scheduled? Uh, you know, he said that you guys didn't invite him, but... Uh, like I said, the invite was there for him to take it, just waiting for him to accept it. So I guess we'll have to find out if he accepts it on the September 25th. Well, it sounds Come like... Come on, watch. Well, yeah, it does sound like he, uh, he wants to show up, uh, but, you know, there's... You know, there's uh, certain things that would be uh, interesting with that. And, uh, <clears throat> Granny, I know that you can hold your own. 
which is really interesting. So uh, we got a we got a few minutes here before we got to wrap this up here. Uh, you're listening to Attitude Era Live on 89.1 Ken's FM. You have Granny Hulkster. You have uh, Ace of Puffamania, and you have, uh, of course, your boy, the Icon here. And uh, we, like I said, we only have a few minutes here left of the show. Uh, we unfortunately will not be on next week because the Icon will be out of town, and it is Labor Day, so uh, we will not be on the air here. But we will be back. Uh, the week after that, we'll be back here on September 13th, and uh, we're going to talk to um, uh, we're going we're gonna to have uh, our friend Ken back on. We want to uh, have him give us a little history about the radio station, and uh, we'll talk to him about that. And uh, as a matter of fact, uh, if you uh, look at his little ad over there on the wall, there uh, he was featured. Uh, I believe the date on there is September 11th. Oh, what's the year on there? You look up on top there, September 11th. September 11th, 2015, he was featured in uh, the local paper here. And, uh, you know, we all have memories about September 11th. And, uh, you know, we'll relive some of those. And, Granny, I know that uh, you and I never really talked about uh, the events of September 11th. But it's coming up on, just think about this, 20 years ago uh, was when the world changed. And uh, we'll never forget what happened on those days. And, uh, you know, we'll, uh, we're going to interview Ken the first uh, a few minutes of the show here, uh, talk about the great radio station here and all he's uh, doing with his, uh, his great station here and uh, allowing uh, the icon to be on the air, uh, which is awesome. So, anyway, we're going to get ready to uh, wrap this up here. Um, uh, Granny, hope uh, you have a uh, great week, and uh, we are doing a we are going to be doing a show next week, but it's just not going to be on the air because I'll, I'll be uh, I'll be in a hotel in uh, uh, in Minnesota uh, getting ready for the state fair. But we are going to be having a show, but I'm just not we're not going to be live on the air because there's going to be no one in the studio. But uh, so we'll talk to Granny next week, and uh, we'll probably have the. Uh, Puffermania guys, you guys will have to call in because we won't be in the studio. And uh, hopefully uh, Big Swing will make his appearance uh, eventually. Uh, you know, I, I'm just going to talk about this for a few minutes as we're uh, rolling out the uh, rolling out the, uh, the door here. Uh, you know, we started this show five five years ago, and uh, it uh, was started out with me as a regular caller. And they came on the air to talk about how bad Monday Night Raw was and how bad the WWE was, but that was interesting for about two weeks. Still going nowhere. Yeah, still going nowhere. You know, it, go WWE start, starting to pick up a little bit, but AEW is taking over on that right now. CM Punk's back. Well, you know, I'll tell you what, and I hope that launches the Monday Night Wars because look how the WWE had to improve because of, w, because of WCW. Uh, so it, you know... It is what it is. So uh, we got a few minutes here. Um, and like I say, you know, from our humble beginnings, we had uh, many co-hosts before. Uh, they have all left us and went on to uh, bigger and better things. The show has uh, grown bigger than we ever thought it uh, would when we started it. And uh, we're not going anywhere. We're going to continue, and we're going to continue supporting uh, 89.1 Ken's FM here in Fargo, North Dakota. Also, any other 
wrestling organizations that uh, that we like, like uh, Papa Mania. We'll be talking more about them. So uh, we're going to be uh, getting ready to roll on out here. Uh, so uh, I want everybody to uh, uh, check with us. Uh, you can listen to us on the web next week and then back on Ken's FM in two weeks. Uh, until then, we'll, we'll see you guys all then. And uh, everybody be safe, uh, be happy, be healthy, and uh, always, always be nice and kind to your neighbors and friends because they're your friends for a reason. So check us out next week. Dead man walking. You got it now. You got it made up in the And I can't allow you to think you can just walk away. So turn around and face the piper you're going to pay.